Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and we're related to you, the listener, if this game is a creme de la creme of cop or something better off playing solo. But Nave is not here. He is late, and I don't know what happened to him. I assume he died in a male-related accident, dear listener. So I had to find a replacement co-op partner, and that is Morgan Remington. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing great. And if I would to introduce him, please correct me if I say anything wrong, because last time I attributed our guest to the wrong podcast, and I still think about it every night before I go to bed. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but he is the intergalactic pinecone streamer. He's a professional gamer, professional podcast guest, ex-podcast host, and a platform enthusiast. What am I missing? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You're good. I didn't know we were... Okay. I, uh, I am Morgan Remington. I stream on twitch.tv slash intergalactic pinecone. I'm a variety streamer and platformers are my favorite uh, genre. I hopped on... I think the first game I saw you playing actually was maybe Spyro, if mm. I remember correctly. That was uh, a while back. And just in... like It feels like it wasn't even that long, like a month or something like that. You've already made Affiliate. And now I'm jumping in your streams or bumping the chats, chatting. I'm like, wow, this guy's like leaving us in the dust so much. Like our stream is weak compared to yours. But you know what, man? My stream is nothing without you. Jumping oh, in every now and then. Oh, yeah. I try to jump in when I can. I see you playing the games of my childhood. A lot of Mario. You were playing the Mario Party today. And you had a couple of the chatters in there with you. And you guys were going against, I don't know, what was a master difficulty Waluigi? Yeah, master difficulty. Some rando joined the chat and just said, hey, you should set the CPU to to master. And I haven't played Mario Party since like 15 years ago, since the N64 was new. So I said, sure, I don't know what that means. Whatever. Yeah, what? It'll be better at mini games or something? Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a challenge. No, it actually changes the RNG. He gets better dice rolls. He can find lucky blocks quicker, and he always, always buys max items. So he ran laps around us, and it was a total shit show. We we completely lost by a great deal. We all actually put aside our differences and didn't even try to win the game. We just tried to make sure he didn't win. It, it became an asymmetrical 1v3 uh, Mario Party experience, and we lost miserably, and the human race took an L today. You know, it's so funny. Um, are you familiar with any of the, like, okay, at first I thought that he was just going to be really good at the mini games or something like that. But it seems like he just cheated. Like he just yeah. got easy dice rolls. Yes, he cheated. Are no you familiar doubt. with like the deep learning AI and like uh, the Google, was it universe or whatever? The only thing I know about that is the Google chatbot where people would go in and shit talk the AI and then it would learn <laughs> from it. No. That's okay. So, so they did it for, um, I think D the Dota championship. Uh, they had a Google team that trained an AI with a, like a set team of champs against another like set team of champs and they had the dota champions at that time play against the ai and i think the ai won like two out of three games or something against them and it was like clear wins it wasn't even like that close it's crazy what they're doing the computers but this was not that kind of ai no i don't think nintendo's capable of that kind of fun it was just yeah. the cheating kind and i was like well shit i shouldn't have just this this was a valuable lesson not only as a streamer but as a gamer don't just listen to some random guy in your chat <laughs> you know he may not have your best interest at heart 
we must have played that game for at least an hour and a half. We must have. It was one of the. Yeah. It was like one of the longest Mario games I've ever played multiplayer. It was. Uh, it was unwinnable halfway through, but we kept trying to lie to ourselves and say we could do it. We can do this. It's gonna get the bonus stars at the end. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he'll land on a Bowser. He'll land on a Bowser space. He'll miss this one. He won't get what he needs for this one. They got to the point where. It got to the point where it felt like they were sabotaging us. We had a one of our uh, friends, Jared from the Play Along podcast. He was playing with us, and he got a triple dice because we thought to ourselves, "We need fifteen to get to a star." Yeah. He's got to do it. He's got to make sure Waluigi the doesn't run. get the star. He got a fourteen on a oh triple dice, <laughs> multiple low numbers in a row, and it's like technically, I guess that is possible, but it's a little fishy, you know. But yeah, this has yeah. happened. Nintendo, you know, never um, always bet on the house. You know, Nintendo, they grease the wheels just the way they like in their favor. All right, Morgan, we have a certain question we ask all our first time podcast guesters. Are you familiar with this question? No, please. Okay, we every time we get a new person on the pod, well, we are a co-op gaming podcast, and we ask them if you have any notable co-op memories. For instance, I always remember playing Super Mario 3 with my sister growing up or Bubble Bobble. We would just play co-op together. There is one that really sticks out. Uh, me and a friend, really old friend, would play Gears of War co-op together all the time for the story mode specifically. Yeah. And uh, we hadn't talked in many years, and so we reconnected. And it was when Gears of War Remaster came out. They remastered number one and added in like an extra story chapter or whatever. And uh, even though we hadn't talked in a super long time, even though we were kind of like shaky at Gears of War, we went through on insanity and uh, we got the achievement for beating general uh, Rom or Ram, whatever. I think it's Rom. Maybe Rom. We beat general Rom uh, without anybody going down, but not out on the first try. And uh, it was one of those kind of high five moments. We weren't physically together, of course, but I, it's, it's pretty amazing how people can just sort of sync up again after not talking for many years. And uh, after that, we never played another game again. <laughs> together i'm sure he's fine out there <laughs> yeah he's, he's he's fine he's just you know he's busy but still it was a good it was a good note to end on i think yeah that's a solid it's a good almost like bookend to the series you know yeah right. it's like a, a return to form and with that it's time for the games we've been playing so we'll start with you morgan as the guest what games you've been playing lately well uh i've been playing a lot of elden ring but i think that you have a lot to say about elden ring so i'll leave that to you okay me and Nave have been playing consistently a lot of Elden Ring. And mm -hmm. uh, our game of the week this week, oh, PSO2, we are talking about specifically because like, we want to keep playing more Elden Ring. And we don't <laughs> think we've played enough at this point. Right. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart on my stream. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart. And uh, I don't think I really understood what I was getting into when I started playing online. Yeah, who's your main? Oh, man. I like Koopa. I like little baby Koopa. You know, he's very classic. That's what I always used to use in the Super Nintendo version of the game. But he's Koopa's not cutting it. Koopa's not cutting he's it. Not me. no, he's not meta. No, he's not meta. Unfortunately, in a dire coincidence in turn of events, Waluigi is the top meta. And Mario Kart really? 8. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's. Like, I usually play Dry Bowser whenever I'm playing. He's also good, too. Yeah, Dry he's Bowser. really good. Especially if you get the right wheels. Exactly. It's the wheels. It's the cart. It's all the stuff you got to pick out. And I didn't know any of this stuff. So I, I'm streaming it and I'm playing it and I'm just like talking to chat like, dude, this is so chill. This is so neat. 
but as we start climbing the ranks and start leveling up because I'm getting a lot of first placements, yeah, uh, it gets hard. It gets really hard. And suddenly I can't get into the top three ever. And so <laughs> a Mario Kart Pro uh, Division One player, whatever the hell that means. He, I, he tried to explain it to me, but I don't know what it means. An actual pro came into my stream and joined my lobby and he smoked my ass for like two hours straight. And he told me everything I was doing wrong. And That's really so laid down, he laid down the skinny for me on what I should be using and what I shouldn't be using. And I really didn't understand that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was all that technical, but it is. It's a really hardcore racer online. I mean, that sounds like a lot. Uh, it makes me want to go play it. I recently stopped renewing my Switch online thing because I'm like, oh, I'm never going to use it. And then I see you playing these Switch games online. I'm like, maybe I should play some Mario Party. Maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, get in there, play some on your stream with you. That'd be a lot of fun. It is fun. It's just, uh, I, I guess I had sort of written them off. Because, you know, it's like it's part of the joke. Like Nintendo doesn't really do the infrastructure thing. They don't really yeah, have yeah. All that their net code's terrible. They don't even have an Ethernet port on their base model for their, their console. Oh, my God. It's true. what are they yeah. doing? You know, what's funny is that that Mario Party game I was I was streaming today. That Mario Party game is the first Nintendo game to actually have a system level invite system. Really? That's God. the first game to use it. And I was like, what a strange experience to actually go into my systems menu to invite somebody it was so foreign to me on a nintendo console it was like why can't it always be this easy usually it's like you click on the room and then you put in the code or some some dumb workaround you have to go through yeah but i mean it's been really great i've been i've been having so much fun playing nintendo games online and uh, i think i'm gonna do some more i'm gonna find some more online games obviously it's probably gonna be harder to uh uh, maybe cook up a, a couple of people to, to get in there. I don't know how alive some of these games are, but if I stick to the big ones, I think I ought to. Yeah, especially you know, if you're right. going to go for Smash next. Like, I was thinking you play Smash? Smash, but I don't know if I'm ready to be that person. Well, I mean, who's your main? <sighs> Probably Princess Peach. All right, she's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid pick. I've seen some good Peaches slamming around. I like Princess Peach because my friends always play, um, they always play like heavy hitting characters, and I always yeah. like to wait for a counter with Toad throw a toad at him meanwhile I, I love playing the heavy eater i love ganondorf even though he's not he's he's terrible recovery can't do anything with the second he gets off the field and he's so big but i mean all he needs to do is land like one hit when you're at like 20 damage and it's a kill you know it's yeah, crazy I'm, I'm tired already of seeing the spike that he does it happens to me way too often oh, it's, it feels so good just when his it's like a release in your heart <laughs> Whenever you spike someone as Ganon with his little his little two foot punch down, you know. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up games we've been playing, I am now on a campaign of Philip's backlog buster of clearing out all these game pass game for gold. These was the Epic Store giveaway games, these games that are just piling up of a quality games that I need to play and I need to knock them out. This week, I knocked out a Plague Tale Innocence. Are you familiar with this one? I've seen a lot of stuff about Plague Tale Innocence because of the new announcement for the new game coming out. People yeah, that was really hyped and why I picked it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I was like, maybe you should get ready for the next one. But you haven't played it yet. No, I haven't played it. I've only seen footage. Oh, man. It's it like the game is beautiful. It looks so great on the Series X. It's like, ah, oh, so cinematic. But it's almost too cinematic mm. where it it doesn't feel like a game for gamers almost like my big problem is when i walk into a room instantly my character's like i need to find a way to distract the guards maybe i can use those helmets over there and i'm Mm. like girl we just walked in the room 
<laughs> at least like like in like you look back at like maybe Wind Waker or something like that. If there was like interactable objects, Link's eyes would like kind of look at it when you were in the room. And that was like the biggest hint you get. And you know, like Ocarina of Time, it was so annoying when Navi would be like, Listen, look at this. Like, it's been 30 years. We need to get like past this this point where we have annoying characters telling me how to play the game. Like this game is not complex. You do the same thing through the whole game. I think that they must they must be doing that for a very specific reason. It must be for a subset of people who really are not in this particularly for the gameplay. Perhaps they want to be guided on more of an interactive story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think... like I played walking simulators. Like I played Edith Finch mm. and, you know, like they're they don't need to hold your hand. There's so many games that are walking simulators that are almost obtuse in how you play them <laughs> where you're like, what object do I need to interact with? Oh, I have to hold the the picture from the banister or whatever and look at it for an extra three seconds and my character will start a monologue. But this is I just find it so annoying to have my hand held this hard. I I wonder if there's some sort of metric that Microsoft must see in the achievement completion rate. I wonder if it really is like the developers uh, doing this of their own volition or if there is some sort of uh, milestone that they're trying to hit. Like they want players to get to a certain point of the story. And so they, the Q and a as much as they can to really automate it as much as they can, you know, okay. to, to make you get there. You're like, this is the hook point. Players will either stop playing after this point or they are locked in for the rest of the game. Yeah. That kind of telemetry, that kind of data is like, it's how a lot of the game dev has done. You know, it's, it's something we didn't really have way back when, and, and being able to just look at what everybody's doing live yeah. It must be such a powerful tool for um, a powerful tool for creating experiences like that. It's more story based experiences. But at the same time, you don't really get those uh, those epic organic stories of like, dude, I was stuck on this part for like a day and I didn't know what to do. Because to me, those kinds of situations are what makes games fun. But that's not for everybody, I guess. I'm trying to be more open to that point of view, (laughs) even if I don't personally share it. Yeah, but I recommend the game. It's it was only like maybe 12 hours long or so. And but it was a crunchy 12 hours. There was a lot of content in this game. At first, I I thought it was um a little like I'm like, how can they do this good? Because the environments, the levels, everything looks so good. Well, they bamboozle you halfway through because you get to the end of like you reach basically the big boss layer halfway through the game. And they're like, all right, now go in reverse back to where you started. And I'm like, <laughs> that's how they did it. That's how they have so much quality assets in these areas is because they're reusing them for half the game. So it's really like six hours of content that you go through twice. Man, I wonder if there's another game that has made you do that. Do you know of any that have made you do that? Like just turn right back around. I can only think of one, but it's super spoilery, spoilery for God of War. You know, um, no, I haven't played the new God of War, but I don't have a PlayStation. So I'm probably uh, not going to do it for a while. Oh, yeah. I heard you um, despise PlayStation. No, man, I don't despise. (laughs) Okay, I had a PS2 growing up, too. Like, I had a PS3 at one point as well. I never played it, but I had it. But uh, I wish I had a PlayStation 5. Like, Mm. just this last week was like spring break for my kids. And so we went to our local public library. And guess what they have? PlayStations. And we played PlayStation VR like three separate days where we went in there and I like got it set up for my kids. And they loved it. It was awesome. They have PSVR at the library? Well, it's PlayStation 4 VR, but yeah. That's still cool. That's still I know. Really it was, cool. It was really cool. Well, I'm on base. 
like Air Force Base. Oh, gotcha. So it's an Air Force library. So the top tier library. I guess. I don't know about top tier, but it's, it's not a public library. Mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and well, with that. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No, you're yeah. good. I was just about to move us along. Uh, any more uh, content for games we've been playing? I was just going to say the uh, the PlayStation 4. Uh, my intel comes directly from Nave, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> take no. it with a grain of salt. Well, speaking of um, Pro Xbox, my next game I was going to uh, backlog bus was Sonic Generations. But, which you know Sonic Generations? You want to talk about that one real quick? I know all about Sonic Generations. Dude, it is surprisingly good. Hey, look, like, you're playing it on the Series X, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm out of that real quick. Uh, Series X in it, you have a chance to play Sonic one mm-hmm. as, but it's emulated in the game. And if you play it on the series X for whatever reason, the hardware puts it at, I think like 0.25 speed. So it is so slow. The sound effects are just like droning, like a nightmare of Sega <laughs> as you like go in. And I'm like, what is happening? Like this, like maybe it's just glitchy or whatever. I'm making it to the first level. No. Everything is insanely slow, completely unplayable. And I'm like, wow. well, that sucks. I really wanted to play some Sonic 1. You know, that's a whole uh, sub-genre. You know, you could look on YouTube for that. Emulation within emulation. Because Sonic Generations is already being emulated on yeah, the Yeah, it's a 360 X. game. It's a 360 game. And, and so it's being emulated twice, like two times. <laughs> a second layer. Because I, I know they did not rebuild Sonic 1 inside Sonic Generations. 100 percent. that is just a straight plug and play i hope this works man but i have a lot of experience with sonic generations and uh playing it on the series x i've only been playing it on the series s but it even looks good there it looks better than i remember for sure because i recently played the ps3 version of sonic generations and boy that is a horrifying experience (laughs) really it's that bad it's awful there's a humongous input delay on the ps3 version and and it's you know 720p so it's and also there's really very little anti-aliasing it's very fuzzy it's it's very jagged it doesn't play right it doesn't feel right sonic has never looked more ugly and blurry and that's really the opposite of what the game is the opposite the the game is very beautiful yeah it is just like a retelling of sonic's greatest adventures in a modern form sonic generations and I didn't realize that's what it was until I started playing it. And I'm like, oh, here's Sonic Adventure Battle. Here's like Sonic 3. There's a Knuckles level. Like, I was really impressed, actually. Like, but this is not the game I am backlog busting because I didn't finish it. Instead, I picked up Lost Odyssey because they had it at our local library, the 360 four disc game. I'm wow. like, oh, here we go. I'm going to play Lost Odyssey again. That's one of those titles that goes on sale on those backwards compatible sales all the time. Yeah, but it's not on sale right now, and it's listed at 30 bucks. and wow. I cannot commit myself to buy a game that came out back in, <laughs> I don't even know, like 2009 or something like that for 30 bucks. Just about. Yeah. It's, um, it's a sweeping epic. It's probably one of the best RPGs, I think, of all time, and it's totally underrated and undersold, and nobody talks about it because it came out on the Xbox. Yeah, the, I know. It's so funny. The wrong funny. system. The wrong system for an RPG. It's the just worst the wrong system. JRPG system that exists. There's probably more JRPGs made for what was it like the Wii at the time, or oh yeah, the uh, maybe not the Wii U, but the PlayStation just swept them with all the Japanese titles. No, no, even the Wii U. You're right about that. Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X. Some people still say is the definitive of the uh, series. Yeah, Xenoblade. You just made me think back to 
all the Xenoblade talk we had before. What, what were we talking? Which game were we talking about? I forgot already. Xenoblade Chronicles Two, specifically. Oh right, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Yeah. Not my cup of tea, the Xenoblade games, but yeah, they're, I was saying they're really, really, uh, they're really well made. It's just I am not the audience for them in particular. But that soundtrack be bumping. That's probably the best good. part of the game. Yeah, soundtrack's good. All right, so I'm working on Lost Odyssey. I'm going to try and get it done in a week. That way, you can come back next podcast and be a hero and be like, "I get, I did it, guys. I'm clearing out the backlog, and I don't add too many games to the list." Even though I did add games to the list this week because Tunic came to Game Pass, mm. and I definitely yeah. want to play that. The Elden Ring of puzzle platformers. Yeah, <laughs> is is that what they say? That's what IGN said, and they got a lot of slack for that. <laughs> That's funny. All right, in this segment, it's what did Nave buy? But Nave isn't here. Looks down at messages to see if he replied and see if he's coming. <laughs> Nothing. So I don't know what Nave bought. So we're going to move right along. News and updates. Do you have any news? Because <laughs> I don't have any news. Personal news or gaming news? I mean, yeah, it can be personal. What's up? Oh, dude, I'm, t- I'm pretty good right now, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, just mental health check. Gonna play some Lost Odyssey, and what? Okay, I don't know what your editing setup is like. Talking shop, real quick uh, for you listeners at home that want to get into podcasting, and I don't know what you call this content creation, cringe, mm, but kinda. something, <laughs> something like that. JRPG is actually my favorite thing to like edit to because mm. it's turn based, and so I put on what I'm editing on one screen, and then have the JRPG going on the other, and I can just be like, "Here's my tax, boop boop boop," and come over here and make some cuts play some you know play the sample if you're really into jrpgs that much if they really help you creatively like that i think that you really at some point do need to get a ps4 not even a ps5 Mm. just a ps4 because persona 5 i think i think you would connect with persona 5 i think that would really work for you it's turn-based it's classic battle system pokemon style battle system except a lot more depth I think you would personally connect with that a lot but the thing i've heard about that game is that there is things you can miss because you're on a, a time frame, pretty much. Yeah. So I think you, I think you just have yeah. to like accept that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, like you have to go and you have to get like top relationship points with each person by going to visit them on certain days. And yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta like mind game the game. Kind and, of, but you know what? I've played through it casually and I've played through it comprehensively. And I still think you get enough just from casually and you know, missing stuff to to still have a really enjoyable time. You don't need to max everything out. It obviously does make it easier. It's very rewarding to do that. But if you have a few characters that you just like in particular, you can always just make them your priority and, you know, say, "Eh, I don't really care for you all that much and just not even think about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, how do you feel about time frame in games? Like whenever they make time a uh, resource? Uh, If it's it's done well, then yes, I like that. Like Majora's Mask is, I think, the, the pinnacle example of that. I have a friend who is ride or die a hater of Majora's Mask. He hates that shit, which is crazy to think about. And he says he hates it because he will not be put, in his words, he will not be put on a time scale ever. He will <laughs> oh not be God. timed. He, and he's like, I want to do whatever I want to do. And it's like, you can. There's a song to return back time. Yeah. Just because it says game over doesn't mean you have to turn the console off and go outside. Just slow time down and go back. Games that give you the time mechanic where you have control or... Uh, you're given the tools to make the use of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's stressful slightly, but overcoming it and and really uh, going in deep into that system uh, and exploring it, that I think it gives you a level of satisfaction that you might not otherwise have 
from infinite freedom all the time. You know what I mean? My biggest examples are Pikmin one and dead rising one. Mm. Like I assume you're a Nintendo boy. You, you played the Pikmin. Oh yeah. Pikmin. You only have what, oh. like 30 days to get your ship fixed in time or something like that. You know, I think that Pikmin three is the best one of the, of, of the series because of that. I think Pikmin three, um, you do have some deadlines and stuff, but it, it gives you time. It gives you the tools you need. Uh, they don't let you get cornered. And I think that's what people are afraid of when they think about the time mechanic. They're afraid of getting cornered, but yeah. they don't let you get cornered, really. You you have a fail state, of course, a fail condition, but these games are not that stressful. The time mechanic is is there for a reason, and I don't, I, I don't think the developers want to make you uh, rage and quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something to the... Um, oh, what was the, uh, the space one? Outer Wilds, maybe? Outer... Oh, Outer Worlds. No, Outer Worlds is that's the uh, Fallout in space. Yeah, I think okay. Outer Wilds is one. like you're in a dying universe or something or a dying solar system. I didn't even I did not even know that's what that game was about. Yeah, like you only have like 30 minutes till the game ends. And so you have 30 minutes to beat the game and then it restarts. Huh, that's cool. I like that. It's brutal because you need to figure it out in 30 minutes. Because there's some puzzles where you have to be in certain places at certain times. I haven't played it, but I've watched playthroughs at this point. And it is, uh, I don't even know anything about it. Like, uh, I know they just came out with a similar idea almost in Deathloop, but I haven't played Deathloop either. Hmm, I played a lot of Deathloop. Oh, you have? Yeah. I played a lot of Deathloop because it got a bunch of 10 out of 10s and then I kind of oh, got no. tricked. Were you bamboozled? Was it not a 10 out of 10? No, it's still, it's kind of fun, but. You know, it's just sort of a side diversion. I was like, wow, this is a 10 out of 10 to people. You know what? I know we're getting a little off track and in the nah, way. It doesn't here, matter. It doesn't matter, really. Dude, if you want to play Deathloop, you need to be the kind of gamer that like really cares about lore. I don't know how important lore is to you and small details, small details that you need to read and remember and like building of a world. If you really care about that stuff, I think you would love Deathloop. I've got a friend who's just like that, where when he when he wants to become part of a gaming world, he needs to know everything about everything. What a character, a side character's motivation is, what this statue might mean in this location, what the infrastructure of this place might mean. Like he really gets deep into that stuff. And that means absolutely nothing to me. So it's I, I, on the one hand, I can see who would enjoy death loop, who would give that a 10 out of 10. And on the other, I'm like, yeah, this is okay. Gunplay with a pretty interesting combat loop, but I've, beaten it and i'm done and i don't really ever need to think about it again it wasn't that important to me you know yeah and with that i think we should move along to our patreon segment and once again the intergalactic pinecone is our number one supporter so we will shout it right back and say please go check out the intergalactic pinecone stream featuring morgan remington platform gamer twitch.tv slash intergalactic pinecone I'm the 99 cent executive producer of the show. Yeah, you're the sole <laughs> funding. That explains all our production value at this point. <laughs> so if you want to see more great gaming together content, please go support us on Patreon. Uh, every little bit helps. And maybe I can get Nave here on time. I don't know if his car broke down or what. For the cost of one unsweetened iced tea at McDonald's, you can support patreon.com slash gaming together podcast. We're making a gaming together podcast, I think is exactly what it says. And with that, we go to the Twitter sphere where Nave even posted. What happened to Nave? Is he dead? 
he, yeah. he posted a thing on Twitter saying, we're recording for Fantasy Star 2 Online today. Recording. Let's get some questions or stories so we can talk about you. And we got three likes, but nobody actually wrote anything. So <laughs> thank you, Twitter sphere. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, actually, it's time for us to hit our game of the week. But let's take a quick break first. Boom, 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 boom. And the music plays. Do you need to use the restroom or anything? And we're back. So, Morgan, this week, our game, Fantasy Star Online 2, the hit sequel to Fantasy Star Online 1, I assume. I didn't play the first one. Are you familiar with the Fantasy Star series? I'm extremely familiar with the Fantasy Star series, which I think is which I think is probably why I'm on the show. Yeah, <laughs> we literally went to um, the play along because we knew we wanted a guest for this one because uh, it has actually been a while since we played this game. But I just went to the general gaming thing and I was like, anybody here familiar with Fantasy Star Online 2? And Ben was like, no. And Neil said, I played the beta. And I said, either of you two want to be on the podcast where we discuss it for an hour. And then I added you. And you said that you even played on the Japanese servers back in the day. Yeah. Back 2015 to 17. That is a, that is a big time frame. Yeah. So tell me about your kind of early days of experience with the series. Well, uh, Fantasy Star 2 was the first game I played on the Sega Genesis. Uh, it's hard as nails. It's the wrong kind of difficulty where you get no experience or money for doing anything, and you basically just sort of smash your head into a wall with random encounters. I think that when people think about the JRPGs of the past that annoyed them and frustrated them to no end, really, Fantasy Star 2 is kind of the poster child of that. There's a really good story and an ambitious story and world there, especially for the time the game was released, but it is impenetrable to modern audiences. I defy any modern gamer with no experience in classic JRPGs to go play it. You will go mad. It is ridiculously hard. Um, and then from there, I played, of course, the seminal Fantasy Star 4 on the Sega Genesis, which is leaps and bounds. A huge upgrade, not only in accessibility, but in story and presentation. Maybe one of the best presented JRPGs of the 90s because it's told in... Uh, panel style uh, uh, manga uh, artwork and it really? takes up the whole screen and it's beautiful it's pretty cool and it yeah it is it's, it looks good today it's on the um nintendo switch genesis app which you can get for being a nso expansion pack sub obviously nobody's gonna sub for that so <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> you know, not no they're not i, I know they're not because nobody gives a damn about the uh sega genesis app on the switch unfortunately but anyway all that to say that i am a huge fan of fantasy star and i did play fantasy star online one when it was brand new on the dreamcast i was a tremendous fan of it even though it is a gigantic departure from what fantasy star used to be at that time i was still young and naive and i thought to myself well this is just an offshoot right one day we'll come back to single player fantasy star rpgs and that was never meant to be. It's a dead series now for all intents and purposes. And now with Fantasy Star Online 2, we really truly are beating the corpse into a pulp in the side of the road. Uh, it is so far removed from anything that Fantasy Star used to be that could basically just be its own IP at this point. And it's uh, kind of hard to watch something like this happen to a series that you love so much, a series that meant so much to me. Um but I think that it's really indicative of a lot of the mismanagement at Sega and basically the current uh, trend of uh, gaming in general with live services or lack thereof live services. 
And it goes to show you that you don't just get to come in here and make a live service game, you know, and be a success. In this case, uh, they're bleeding a, a player base, you know, and they're on the worst possible system to have this game in America. I, I think that the prognosis is pretty grim for this game as it is. Well, that was quite a strong opener for Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, I'll go into my quick gaming experience with the series. So I did not have any experience with the classics of this, but I played Fantasy Star Universe when it was on the Xbox 360. Specifically, I played the demo a lot because it did not require a gold membership, and I didn't always have a gold membership, and neither did my, my missing-in-action co-op partner, Nave. He did not always have gold membership either. But you could always play the the demo of the game for free. You just log in there. And there were so many people in it. And it was just like VR chat before VR chat. Because you would just go in there, make friends, party up. They would let you level up to like level 20 for you know for free. It was just the demo. And they would reset it like once a month and put everybody back to level one. And it was almost like a weird uh, like New Year's Eve situation where everyone would get on the server at the same time and they would just be maxed out as they reset the server and kicked everyone off. It was a weird I, experience. I remember those days very well. I remember being a Fantasy Star Universe subscriber and seeing more people playing the demo than playing the game on my friends list. It was a whole different meta. It was a more social meta for sure. And I think actually in some cases those demo users probably had more fun. Dude, <laughs> and, it was such a weird place. Like. My favorite one, okay, so there were so many people just standing around chatting and stuff. And in the game, like the strongest armor you could get, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was like either like power plate or mega plate or something like that. And in the game, it was like there was like an 800 Masetta uh, power plate armor that was just trash. There was a really nice like mega mate armor. And it was like the best armor in the game. It was able to equip a slot that was like a regen item, which was like the best slottable item in the game. So this is in the in the beta, in the beta that's level 20. And you could only equip it at like level 22. So this was like top meta gear that <laughs> for a demo. Like that makes sense. And so you would buy or you had to craft it from like dragon parts from the dragoon or whatever. And so people would craft one because it was so hard to kill the dragon or whatever. And then like I would even do this. Like I, I was a jerk back then. You could scam people by saying, Hey, I'm selling this armor. Like, like 4k. Come on. It's only 4k. Come get it. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll come and get it. Well, the way the UI was set up, you could put it in there. They would put in their money. You would put in the armor and then they'd be like, all right, cool. Except you could then back out for a second and put in the other one. And it would just show like the power plate at the end. Like it would be like cut off. And so they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's right there. It's good. And then they get this crappy armor, and then you're just blocked. You know, you just block it real quick. And it's like, who's going to police the beta? No one's getting banned in the beta. Or not the beta, nobody, the demo. Nobody was getting banned in the real game, too. Or you just reminded me about that. I remember the scam. And nobody really gave a damn, like the moderation team. Like, there was people scamming not just that, but people scamming uh, full stacks of Masetta of the currency in the game. Because the economy was so busted that the max number of money that you could hold would need to be stacked over and over. You would need to get it and individually drop it. So you'd have oh stacks God. and stacks of max currency. You had to get like trusted people that you knew in real life to come and verify trades and stuff because there was, it was like the Wild West. You, you could just get jacked. And basically the rule was if you go with a stranger that you just met like a week ago, and you go and try to do a trade, you're probably getting scammed nine times out of ten. So don't do it, you know? 
Yeah. Well, and that's my experience with the series. That's a very then, different experience. <laughs> yeah. Now we skip ahead. It's 2012. Sega, the publisher and the developer of Fantasy Star Online 2, is releasing in Japan, and the open beta is announced. And my friend William says, Philip, you have to get on Fantasy Star 2. We're going to play it together. And I'm like, yeah, I had fun on Universe, but it was also, you know, like, like I'm like, all right, how do we do this? How do we get in the beta? And he's like, well, it's in Japanese. And I'm like, I'm not going to play a Japanese game. And he's like, no, it'll be fun. Just do it. And I'm like, okay. It has been 20 years, and I am still getting Japanese news. Like, Because I use the same email. I use my normal email. I get their updates every week of yep. this. I can't even read it. And it's just pictures of these anime dudes and robots. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. But they're like, new stuff in the store, I assume. I get that, and too. I can't Arts. block it. Buy just keep singing it. Buy microtransactions. Here's the new anime collaboration we have. I get the same emails, actually. You had to beat the Japanese CAPTCHA to, to be able to, to sign in. You had to type in Japanese characters, but you don't have Japanese characters on your keyboard. So you had to copy and paste the, the correct ones and basically kind of learn rudimentary Japanese characters and how to differentiate them. I did that to play the Japanese version of the game. And uh, I think it just sort of so it just sort of shows how depraved I was, you know, as a human being at that time. Depraved or dedicated? You had to play <laughs> this Japanese MMO. No, depraved. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Not dedicated. All right. So this game, it came out Asia uh, 2012. So a long time ago. And it finally got a port. Uh, to the Xbox slash USA in 2020. I assume there was like English mods before this point. Oh, yeah. Because I, this game has been around for a long time and people love the series. It has a great pedigree. And it came to, or it eventually got an expansion called New Genesis in about 2012, where they tried to kind of revive the game after, you know, almost 20 years. Not 20 years, 10 years. Yeah. They, um... Uh, let me let me paint a little history here yeah give me some history so it would have worked the game coming here to america it would have worked under normal circumstances in terms of having a healthy thriving player base is what i mean by that there the reason why there's such a conspicuous gap from 2012 until 2019 right is because there was some sort of contract in place the best of our knowledge nothing is confirmed there was some sort of contract in place prohibiting Sega from making an English version of this game. Really? And they did not have the infrastructure in place to support an English version for America and Europe. It was only through Microsoft's financing that they were able to do it, which is why this game is not on PS4 for American-speaking audience, or I'm not American-speaking, English-speaking audiences. I'm saying American because when my mind, really Americans play Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's the fatal flaw. It's the American flaw. console. Yeah. It's the American console. That's the fatal flaw of all of this. You just really need to take one look at what Fantasy Star Online 2 is to understand that this is really not going to appeal to a great deal of Xbox users. It just isn't. It's not what they're looking for. It's not really what an American audience is looking for. But at the same time, you can't exactly be in, mad that it's not on PS4 because Xbox footed the bill. And Sega doesn't really seem to have their wits about them uh, in, a, <laughs> in terms of a management style that would have allowed this to come out. And... When you think, when you talk about New Genesis, this extends to that as well. New Genesis came out, the announcement was during Fantasy Star Online 2's debut for the Xbox, for the American audience. Now, this is not just an expansion. This has been billed as an expansion. 
it is effectively a new game. It is a separate game, but it is in the same client. For them to announce this game while they're still rolling out content for PSO2 for the Xbox was kind of it. That was a huge blow. And I, I know from my research and from just watching the scene at the time, because I still have a soft spot for the series, I know it kind of deflated numbers a bit. I know it deflated people a bit because they said to themselves, why would I play this when the new thing is coming out? And lo and behold, New Genesis has come out, and with it, many caveats that also extend to the original base PSO2 and make that a diminished experience from what it was. Basically, they have Sega has shot themselves in the foot, and for very little monetary gain, because this player base is dwindling. It's like very tiny at this point. And I think that, uh, as you'll probably explain further, your experiences with New Genesis probably uh, can explain a little bit of why. Like, how, how is the new player experience for you as a novice trying to ingratiate yourself into this new ecosystem? Okay, so me and Nave drop in because Nave was like, hey, PSO2 is free to play on Xbox. They just put out a new expansion. Let's go give it a shot. And I'm like, cool. 90 gigs later, we got the game installed. And we drop in. It's like, hey, New Genesis, here we go. And I'm like, New Genesis, cool, cool, cool. Like, it says, like, start game NG. I'm like, New Game Plus already? Whatever. Maybe it's like World of Warcraft, how you can start a character that's a Death Knight who's already level, I don't know, I haven't played World of Warcraft in 10 years. Like, already level 40 or whatever. I don't know what Death Knights start at. But... You maybe I was like, you just start at the end of the game for the DLC. That makes sense. We drop in. This is a full on action Devil May Cry character anime weeb. I don't even know how to describe what this game is trying to be because it's open world and the environments are massive. It is so big. I'm like, this is an MMO. You can just run through a field. You're chopping up some weird wild rabbit things. And the next thing you know, a robot with gun hands bursts in the scene, unleashes a Kamiyamiha and kills them all. Then he gives you a weird sparking thumbs up emote and then runs away. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This is great. Except then we realized, wait, hold on. There's like no content here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like then I look and I'm like, oh, new Genesis just came out like this, like only a month or two before we were like playing this fresh. I'm like, this is so weird. I thought this game was like old. I remember shadow, my, my friend William or whatever, trying to get me to play this game. And I remember playing with them and I'm like, I don't remember it looking like this at all, but it'd been, you know, nine years since then and then after playing it a little bit longer we're like hold on i go back and i select like the base game in the little player select you have the same character but then you go into what i expected to see which is a carnival of anime uh i don't even know what to describe what you see because there's just like people on floating sofas it looks like I guess like VR chat pretty much. I haven't even played <laughs> yeah. VR chat. But what I've seen, it's just like madness. All the different costumes. I was a like six foot tall Gundam, of course. And like, God, it is just a lot. And I just get dropped in. There's so many tutorial pop-ups. Everything you do causes a tutorial pop-up. And it was not a good... If I hadn't played Universe, I had no idea what I'd be doing. And like, not much has changed, honestly. It's, it's the same game. The tutorial pop-ups on top of the tutorial pop-ups on top of systems that you have not been introduced to yet that you don't understand. I think that uh, one of the things that one of the priorities you need to have when you're making a live service game or an MMO or anything of that nature is telling the new player what to do and why they should care. Because ultimately, the goal is to extract money from you. And I get the feeling 
from your experience and your playtime, not only are you not receptive to the idea of giving money, you don't really understand what you saw to begin with. So I would say it seems as though that introductory period was not exactly uh, welcoming to you. Okay, so I did start to see the invisible walls of why they wanted us to spend money or what money could get us. Because when you first start the game, they give you like three days of premium or something like that, where it's like, hey, here's your house that you can decorate. It gives you mini versions of you that you can send on missions, Assassin's Creed style or something like that. I don't even know what those were, like little bots. But they're separate from your bot companion that you always have with you. That is like your little Cortana thing. But it looks like a, a little floating vacuum cleaner that transforms. It's kind of <laughs> cool. I really like it. You're, I forgot what they're called. Are they called Mags. bots? Mags, that's it. Yeah, it's your mag. And you feed your mag whatever, you know, to raise its stats. And I was a, I was a braver hunter, I think, or something mm. like that. So I was Katana. mostly, yeah, I was like melee-ish, mostly. And so I was like, just give me all physical attack, all melee. Mm -hmm. And I was really strong. And I don't know if it's like, to this point, I got on the other day just to like play a little dungeon, just to refresh myself for this episode. And I'm like hitting way above my weight class. Like you drop into a zone that's like, hey, this is a level 48 zone or whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'm level 38. I drop in. I'm still able to just like almost one shot everything in the room with how strong I am. The balance is out the door. Yeah, the balance is gone, and that's because this is supposed to be episodes one through six of Fantasy Star Online 2, which is, to my knowledge, the complete story now, but that came out over the course of years. Years and years for the Japanese audience. And America came out the course of a year. A, not even a full year, I don't think. Like eight months, eight to nine months. So what happens is that you get players that don't know what's going on. You get players that jump in at episode three. You get players that basically start blasting through things they're not supposed to be yet and you, there was even I, I when i was doing research for this last night i was noticing that there was even a campaign that they ran on new genesis to give people rewards in new genesis to go back and beat the story and base game oh my god to teach them how to play the game and i think that i i don't want to mercilessly shit on fantasy start online too because while it is a nightmare anime hellscape no doubt about it I, I do think that there is something there um, that perhaps our primordial, you know, our, our primate brain, brains love the flashy colors, the explosions. Oh but yeah. It, but you gotta, you gotta control that stuff. Like you have, it has to be doled out in doses. You can't just overdose on anime. And that's what they did. That's why I primarily think that this is a case of mismanagement first from Sega. And I think that this could have all been avoided and maybe it could have been an oddity a small, mild success, you know, but enough to churn a profit. But as it is, it feels very um, alienating, doesn't it? Like, it's like, how would you convince? Can you imagine trying to convince a friend to play this game? What would you tell them to make them want to, you know? Oh, dude. Uh, the close thing, like the only thing that I think really hooked me is there were big events. Uh, and with that, I think... I'm getting a contact from the outside of Nave, so I think I'm going to try and bring him in real quick. Oh, good. Let's take a quick break. No, it's not. It's it's just shit painting because it's two paintings. I don't know if you can tell, but it's yes, not lined tell. up because that's <laughs> impossible. Because the Earth is constantly in motion, so that thing is constantly moving. All right, let's start from the very beginning. Hello and welcome. No, we're not doing that. Nave, speed round. What have you been playing? A lot of shit, actually. I've uh, been playing Tales of the Borderlands again, just replaying it. 
Um, it definitely does not have co-op, which sucks. But we can still, mm. you know, talk about it. We, you know, uh, like how the other games, like you can hook up kind of Jackbox style, hook up a phone to. I just woke up, so my brain's not really working at full capacity right now. So you were just sleeping, and you missed the whole first half of the pod. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a sleepy boy, man. Poor Life's shame. been hard. Uh, cracking a monster right now. But yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I've been uh, talking to someone, and I had her over last night. We played Tales of the Borderlands. It's been a pretty awesome time. And uh, Philip, you should really find a way to get that game because it's fucking hilarious, man. It's funnier than I remember it being. I might own it. I'm not actually sure. I own a lot of games. Yeah. Tell me about it. Speaking of that, I bought a handful of games. Right along. Nave, what did you buy? There's a game called No Longer Home, and I'm on my Xbox, so I can't look at it, so I don't remember what this game was. Sequel to Gone Home? No, but it looked cute. I remember that much. Uh, there's a car. There's a game called In Bento, where you it's like a puzzle game where you make bento boxes. And I played this last night too, and I was thinking, because I was pretty, I was getting a little drunk, but I was thinking that it was just going to be like something simple that I could play and talk at the same time, but it quickly became very complicated and made me feel stupid because it looks so simple. It's literally, it's just like a, a block puzzle game, and that's it. Yeah. Like, with a bento box coding, but it's very cute. And I bought Wander Song, which I thought was on Game Pass, but I guess it isn't anymore. But uh, That one left a while back. Yeah, I remember it it released on my birthday, so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to play this game. Or maybe I'm thinking about the other game, where you're Bob Dylan's kid or something. You oh, yeah, the Artful Escape, yeah. What do you think about that, Morgan? You motherfucker, you're not talking? Just judging just me silently. Go. I just let you go. <laughs> yeah, he's got, you heard of he's any of these games? Up. Yeah. I Wonder Song I played on uh, xCloud when it was on Game Pass on my phone. I figured it would be a good game to test on the phone, and uh, it was pretty cute. I liked it. Oh, oh God. <sighs> My old bones. Oddworld Dave's Odyssey, the new and tasty about that. Uh, I think that everyone knows this game. Uh, I don't know, honestly. I haven't played it yet. But, oh, uh, no. well, actually, I don't think it's co op because isn't this just a 2D platformer or something like that? Yeah, I don't think it's co op. It's right. like puzzles. But yeah, uh, as for games I was playing, you know, I've been playing Oddworld Stranger's Wrath on and off, but uh, along with Unsighted. Anyways, Convoy. Convoy looks like Faster Than Light, so I bought that because it looks fucking... I mean, Faster Than Light's fucking awesome. Uh, it's just like the strategy game where you're in space. And like you make, you have, you're like a space convoy dude, I guess. I can't remember exactly what the story is. But yeah. like you're building your ship. And Convoy is just like a trucker version of that, it looks like. Looks like there might be even combat in it too. So I'm like, hmm. That looks delicious. But Down in Bermuda is another game I bought. I've been on an indie kick, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Down and Bermuda game just looks like a puzzle game. It looks like a Where's Waldo game, and I haven't played that yet either, but I mean, that's what it looks like to me, but I just thought it was pretty, and I think it was cheap as well. Dang, Dave, save some games for the rest of us. Well, okay, so to be honest, that wasn't all just this week. That was last week, too, because remember, if you'll remember that last week, dear listener, since we're using my Xbox, I just forgot to look. And I couldn't leave because that just fucking complicates everything. Yeah. Because Edge doesn't work too good on uh, the Xbox Series X. All right, Nave, we are already into the meat of the game. But before we hit it, I wanted to ask you about Plague Tale Innocence. You finished it, right? Nah, dog. Oh, oh never mind. Don't, don't talk about it. 
All right, well, that's it. good. Because I have a I have a story for you guys that I want oh, to no. talk about on the pod. What you got? And it it involves a turkey. I'm actually going to uh, send. The, I'm going to make a group chat in the in the Discord real quick as I'm it's telling the story. It's getting too complicated. Mm, I don't think so. But uh, actually, how do I do that again? Pinecone Morgan. We talked on Discord, right? At some point in our fucking lives. There it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I was gonna send this to Jana, but then I could. I remember last time I talked to Jana and told her not to tell you something. She told you fucking immediately. So <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I, it's weird, but I. Uh, I was going to be like, hey, look at this, because this is pretty funny. But <laughs> she, I knew she was going to show you. All right, so go ahead and watch that 15-second long video. Oh, it's too long. I sent it to both of you. <gasps> Whoa! If you can make the audio good? play. <gasps> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a turkey. Okay, so my new route, it's out in the fucking woods. My new mail route. I'm a mailman. There's this fucking turkey in the road. And I was like, holy shit, that's a goddamn turkey. And it was, it's massive. I know it's hard to tell because there's nothing really to compare it to in that video. But that thing was, it was like, oh, it was like one and a half me's standing next to each other. That's how fucking wide this turkey was. This was an alpha male Chad turkey. <laughs> All right. Now, this turkey walks up like near my truck. And I'm just, I'm videotaping it on Snapchat. And I go, gobble, 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 gobble. And then it fucking just gobbles right back. All right. Now, I don't know if. I told it I wanted I told this turkey that I wanted to kill it or fuck it, but this turkey chased me around the whole fucking universe. All right, <laughs> this turkey was like Jason Voorhees of the fucking bird kingdom, man. Every single time I was like flipping through my mail, I would just hear, go, 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 and then I would like look around my truck, like where the fuck is that turkey <laughs> yeah. at? Every time I'd look in the mirror, I would see it, like fucking, like uh, what is the Friday the Thirteenth guy? I saw it like a fucking horror dude just walking Michael? at me. Yeah, Michael. Oh, Mike you know Myers? how no matter how, Mike Miles, you, Mike Myers. You know how, how you never, no matter how fast you go, Mike Myers just walks that speed. That's what this fucking turkey was like, man. You it was after did. me. You threatened that what? turkey and his territory, and so yeah. you had to die. He wanted to kill your ass. If you had gotten out of that car, I think he would have attacked you, man. I think that yeah, turkey probably. had business. That was a big fucking turkey. I don't think that turkey was scared of me at all. I would have grabbed it by its fucking neck, though. And I would have fucking slung it around like I was a nunchuck. It all sounds right. easy to do. It sounds easy to <laughs> yeah. do, but a turkey could beat your ass, probably. Yeah, those probably. Like, those pets are little delicious. Yeah, it's going to come in with its claws. Oh, yeah, turkey turkeys claws. have claws, don't they? Anyway, yeah, that was my turkey story. I was excited to tell that on the podcast. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't want to fuck. I don't give a fuck about Fantasy Star, but I was real sad. I was like, man, I want to talk about that turkey because <laughs> <laughs> you guys started without me. I was like, oh man. All right, Nave. Uh, we've already breezed into the meat, but I want to touch back with you. What is your like foundation with the Fantasy Star series? Did you play it back in the day? Mm, yeah. Um, I played the first one that was on like the original Xbox for a little while. I had a a cousin that original occasionally Xbox? I would. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I think there was a it, Fantasy Star Online. The original was the first one, I think, and it was on PlayStation Two, Dreamcast, Xbox. Oh, I might just be making shit up. You know that fucking video <laughs> that I sent you? The fucking what? It's like I need a source, and he's like, the source is I made it the fuck up, and that's me all the time. <laughs> I'm just constantly doing that. The Dreamcast but, um, version had two versions, and then the updated version went to GameCube, and then the final version went to Xbox Original, oh, okay. which only lasted like a year and a half before it was gone. Yeah, I remember when I played it back then, because my cousin would play World of Warcraft, and he also played that in Halo 2 online. This was like my first real experience with like online and shit, but um, 
I remember watching him play Fantasy Star, and I'm like, this game looks like doo-doo, butthole, poo-poo. I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. I would rather play RuneScape. And uh, that was my experience. I played it for about, like, 10 minutes, like, in the tutorial, and I was like, I can't do this. I want to play Halo 2. And can you blame me, my little Dorito-encrusted fingers? But then, when we a had child. a choice between Halo 3 and Fantasy Star Universe, we played Fantasy Star Universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we played a ton of Fantasy Star Universe on the 360. Um, for the most part, I fucking didn't want to play with you guys because I thought the game wasn't that fun. But the game had a thousand gamer score for the solo, <laughs> the single player, that I back then really wanted that gamer score. And so I I took Philip's disc without asking, and I just played it like for like three nights straight. Just didn't go to school because I knew he'd ask me about it. And I, and I don't even think Philip knew I took the disc because Fantasy Star Online. The thing with Fantasy Star Universe on the 360 was it you had there was a demo. This was back when there were demos for video games, children. So you sit down on the floor, and listen to old Papa Nave talk about this. Hey, we talked about this part already. Yeah, well, I wasn't here, so I'm gonna say it again. I was gonna oh, say it no. better, and then you can cut that cut that bullshit out in the front. Uh, yeah, the game, <laughs> okay. the game, the demo, the demo worked. Like, it, all, I think all you needed was gold, right? You didn't even need gold for the demo. That's back when you yeah. were a poor boy. That's like that's all you I, played. That's why everybody yeah. played the demo because to play the full game, you needed gold and the Guardian license. You were paying a double sub. It was fucking bonkers. Only sick people were paying for it, like myself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at some point, I ended up falling in love with Fantasy Star Universe, like through playing the single player and everything. Like you kind of get used to the nuance of like the combat and everything. I the still only wanted to play the... Halo. But... Yeah. But yeah, and uh, there were a, there were a couple funny stories. I don't know how much how, how much you've gotten into the game itself, but there were. A uh, couple we talked about funny... like scammers, and uh... oh yeah, dude. Oh, what was it? Uh, we, then we have a friend that uh, just catfished people. Oh yeah, I was just about to say it. that's why. Uh, so there was this person. I can't remember which friend it was. Philip, you might remember his name. I don't remember which friend it was. He made his character like a little cat girl, and he named the character mermanda <laughs> i wish william was here uh to talk about it because he tells the story great but yeah he named it mermanda and then catfished this guy for like a fucking year and william was the one to i'm hearing the story from william but william was like getting concerned with him because he's like is this like actually a relationship at this point <laughs> like what the fuck's going on man like because he this dude's like buying him xbox live gold and shit you know what's weird about that story is that it's like there's a few people i know that have similar stories about fantasy star universe 2 where it wasn't mm. started off as fishing and scamming and then it turned into like maybe there is something here but it was just like two teenage dudes who were scamming each other it's like <laughs> yeah holding up a mirror to yourself you know it's I wonder the fucking spider-man meme <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know for a second i thought you were gonna say you know it's weird but i actually knew mermanda no <laughs> for years Amanda was the prettiest girl in middle school <laughs> no when you but, when you get when you get to the the elite level of fantasy star universe as a paying member you learn to just turn your messages off don't talk to anyone ever because yeah, everyone is the a scrubs. liar don't everyone is a liar and everyone wants to take advantage yeah they were the i just remember that original area where all the free people could go and it's like <laughs> just <laughs> fucking speech bubbles everywhere and it all it reminds me of is uh, RuneScape, which is a game I really want to talk about at some point. But when you go to like Varrock and into the bank and before the Grand Exchange existed in old school RuneScape, you can, am I speaking fucking runes right now to you guys? <laughs> because, I mean, uh, we're not really that into it. Into what? Did you just take a picture of me? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. did you just do, Philip? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? 
<laughs> he said, yeah. we're not really into, didn't finish his sentence, phone pointed at the screen he's looking at. Oh, okay, but, so I'm texting Jan, and she was on the, she was, you know, traveling the kids out dinner, and she's like, hey, you know, I mean, at Crackle Barrel, and I'm like, you know, I'm doing this sad face emoji. <laughs> Same, dude. I was playing inside it. It was nice. Actually, I was asleep as fuck. It, I think it said I was playing inside it. But, like, what I was saying was, if you're in this bank, <laughs> there were a million, all you have to do is Google RuneScape Bank. And I swear there's be a million pictures of just all these wavy fucking words, people selling fucking full rune armor, and people trying to trade for fucking uh, dragon uh, dragon skirts and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, it feels good. But in, in Fantasy Star, they were selling, like, Xbox Live pictures. <laughs> like, you could use a webcam and make pictures on your messages. Like, I used to do that, too. Like, I would be, like, a little girl, and I would I would have my Xbox cam. I'd be like, hey, selling booby pics, give me this much money. And they'll oh, be yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I'll send them, like, a, I'll just take a picture of something in my room. <laughs> like, mm, this. And I'll be like, see you, bitch. And then I, you know, that character, I think, got banned eventually, but. I don't know if you can get banned in the demo. I don't remember. But I didn't play that. I didn't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do in that game with money anyways. So, it just felt good to have money. <laughs> That's all it was all about. So you go in the trade menu and you'd be like, look at that. I got nine, 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 nine monies. And they're like, dang, that guy has so many monies. Yeah. What is he going to do with all that fucking useless money? All right. So we were talking about specifically what I found more. Re- okay. Here's another thing. We talked about the experience of dropping into this game and going straight into new Genesis. And uh, do you want to describe your emotions of going into the game? The first one. I, did we play New Genesis first, or did we play the original? We first? played New Genesis first. Yeah, we were like, "Whoa, confusing. this world's so big! You can move so fast! You can fly!" And these are just big empty fields. Yeah, you're filled well, with very, collectible boxes. Very much gives you the MMO vibe, but yeah, just big empty fields. And the fact that you can move really fast was actually like amazing for it. Like, I think you could double jump and glide and shit, too. I was like, damn. Yeah, At least it feels pretty good to, like, move. Like, you feel like an anime character, which makes sense, because you, you, like everyone else, are an anime girl with large large, large boobies. So I was a robot. Yeah, you were a robot. I was, I was the anime girl. Yeah, I can't remember too much of the game, because in my head, mostly what I remember is the original game. So which one did we play more? We played the original more, actually. By the way, I don't know if I said it specifically to your listeners at home. This has been a long episode, it feels like, even though we're just started again. But we played this. Like, this was supposed to be, like, game number six or seven or something like that. Well, I think it was more like 16. But yeah, really? that feels like a fucking... It was back in the hotel ago. days. The dark days of the pod. Yeah, because we couldn't fucking find games to play. It was very sad. Yeah, the hotel internet was very restrictive. Okay, Reading so, the setup, fucking... Uh, Morgan, this is what I'm on my Xbox in my living room. It's very this chill. Super Looks weird. like you could just fall asleep super easy on the couch. Yeah, man. That couch is crazy comfy. Not that one. I don't know if you can see that one. Yeah, you know how many years it's been since I owned a couch? It feels like forever for me, too. Besides, like before I had these, like when I lived with my aunt. But yeah, when I got that, I got these fucking all these couches. Like, what, what are we going to do with these? And then my house became like the chill spot for all my friends and people like fall asleep over here all the time. Kind of like it's like high school again. I'm like, this is fucking gnarly, having all these couches. So the classic game, the 2012 version, because we are talking about Fantasy Star Universe here. You know, Fantasy Star Online 2, PSO2, that's it. Which is a little confusing title. We were talking about its redeeming features, 
And I was talking about, uh, Nave, do you remember the raids that would happen or the events or attacks or whatever the in-game lore reason was where it would flash red and everybody would run to the tunnel? For the yeah, I think event? something was like falling out of the sky or something. I can't remember. But it's like, it's it, it was very Destiny-like. Yeah, it was really cool. And we'd all sprint to one area and you would just get dropped in a party automatically as you would fight actual enemies that felt balanced on level it was actually challenging we were getting knocked down a lot and like a random person would come by and just revive you and you're like thanks bud get back in the fight i think we brought it up in our destiny 2 episode but uh there is this one specific memory where we were just fighting like a, a random giant boss like for some kind of side quest in the the second part of like the newer version of fantasy star genesis yeah yeah and the dude came up just helped us for no reason and then he just like did his little fucking emote like chat bubble yeah. and then left and we were just like goodbye stranger <laughs> and that sticks with me all that always sticks with me like in any game like for, it sucks because i'm going to that's going to be the only memory i have of fantasy star online too but like in the future but and with that pinecone you have had more experience than both of us with classic pso2 how about you give us a more cultured discussion on it well, it's really uh, not the way it used to be. <laughs> I think that they really got off on the wrong foot with how they introduced it to the uh, uh, American audience. I think it could have had a really big following here on Xbox. But uh, it's a lot of systems to learn. It's a lot of tutorials to give at once. You know what I mean? That's like, I mean, episodes one through six are supposed to be years and years of content that you slowly learn. And now it's like you've got this new Genesis thing packed in with it that's got nothing to do with it. And at the same time, they took away stuff from PSO2. Like those emergency events you're talking about, yeah. those are supposed to be on a schedule on a calendar that you can look up because really? they give you specific things. You're supposed to be able to plan entire raids around them with your friends. Now they're automated. You don't know what the hell is going to happen now. So it, it really sucks that the user experience is basically unusable compared to what it was originally designed to be. And also not to mention all of the anime collaborations we're not going to get that the original Japanese version had. That was one benefit to playing on the Japanese servers. And uh, I think a lot of that is because, you know, there was exclusive deals done with Sega that we just can't get due to copyright reasons. And so I, I, I really like, I like the idea of what Fantasy Star Online 2 is. And I'm sure you could still like just go on today and have a lot of fun with your friends or whatever, but it's really kind of a shell of what it's supposed to be. And a lot of people are hoping that at some point they will fix it and they will restore it to what it was even just half a year ago because it's just not that way anymore. I um Those festivals, were you a part of any of those festivals when you played it? No, I, I we didn't notice any events going on except for in New Genesis when I logged in the other day. The Spring Blossom or Cherry Blossom Festival is currently going on. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and then I proceeded to log off. And I think I played Elden Ring or something like that. Yeah, I, I think you were playing. The, I think I got on your in your party and I was like, nah, fuck that. I don't have it downloaded. I forgot to download it. Let's play Elden Ring. And you were just like, oh, I guess you, you make a good point. And then you left. Because <laughs> we were going to refresh our memories on it. And I thought about like watching YouTube videos. I didn't ex I didn't think I was going to sleep all day. I, I did. So I'm literally in here blind now. There's supposed to be full on concerts with like singing and buffs that it gives you for the duration of the day. And it's like a really big celebration and an event. And they just turned it off when New Genesis came off. And Damn, bro, like Fortnite? Yeah, yeah, basically like Fortnite before, Fortnite before Fortnite did that. Yeah, 
because this was 2012 that all this stuff was originally made you know like it could have been a trendsetter but instead now it's this weird thing that people see on the xbox and they're like yo do any of y'all want to download fso2 and it's like how many gigs is it i don't know 90 nah nah no nah, large yeah i've heard that conversation too many times they're like no nah, man i don't got the hard drive space for that god this did you game... talk about how uh we got morgan on the on the episode yeah i did how it just dropped in the group chat and it was like your buddy pso2 well i, jo- I joined cared. his twitch channel oh so he yeah was you, uh, you got him yeah, so he was on... What game were you playing? You were playing some game that just had a... It's like, you know those uh, 501 games on, on the PC? Oh, actually, 52? 51, uh, what was it called? Clubhouse, 55 games or something like that. It it's was like, damn, son, how many games you got? And it's like, I got checkers. I got chess. I got... I got that game that you played in high school where you draw the dots and then you make lines and make the boxes and color them in. You remember that game, Philip? Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, that game's yeah, tight. Were- I tried we to get, I was begging him to play it, and he was just like, no, I'm going to play Hex. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, we were we were playing poker and stuff, and people online are just, uh, they weren't worthy enough. I had to play the computers, and then I realized you couldn't actually change your bet amount, so it was worthless. I was like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> you mean you don't like yeah. pushing the button? <laughs> the, 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 when we were in there, I was like, hey, you know what other game has Blackjack? fantasy star online 2 and then morgan just started talking about it and i'm like holy shit he knows this game <laughs> he knows what he knows about this game he seems like he knows more than us and then i was like get that on casino. and i think philip was also trying to get you on too at the same time that casino was like the only good part about fantasy star Dude, online 2 we had so much can fun we talk about casino. the casino we oh my god yet i was gonna hope that you came before i brought it up gross do so good <laughs> Yeah, man, we spent so much time in that casino. I remember that was one of the last times we played the game. I was always just sitting there drinking whiskey at the roulette table, just fucking like yeah. fucking LARPing like I'm at a real casino. And can we <laughs> and there's even always randoms. a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah just always <laughs> randoms just chilling. And it was just a vibe, man. You just turn on some fucking just turn on some fucking Kendrick Lamar with some whiskey on fucking Fantasy Star Online 2. <laughs> Play roulette. <laughs> I don't even then know we what you get. We got casino take tokens that I think you could use to get like tickets that you could then use to maybe get clothes or cosmetics or something like that. So nothing. <laughs> you got nothing for it. It was for the life experience only. Oh, we spent like an hour and a half just at one black Nyak table where me and you were just sitting there just chatting, just playing yeah. blackjack together <laughs> against this little cat thing, this anime cat that's just flipping. The, or were they rabbits? Rabbies. Uh, They're like some weird fucking homunculus. You know how anime is. Yeah. It was a critter. uh, It's like the fantasy star equivalent to a chocobo. Yeah. Which, did you guys do the Twitter thing? Yeah. And did you see anything on Twitter? Oh, someone replied? What did it say? Yeah. When did they reply? Oh, they replied like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. Look at me being late and also. Good job. He said so many menus. He's not wrong. That was the only. reply but yeah there's a lot of menus the game's complicated like morgan was saying it's like a fucking fuck down of of like tutorials when we went back to the original fantasy star 2 (laughs) we did not know what the hell was going on for almost the entirety of the of the play sessions you know that we played we just kept going from like mission to mission just and some of them had cutscenes, and i skipped all of them i don't i don't remember philip was skipping them i actually think i was was watching them. them 
I, okay. I tried to watch him in the beginning, but then I realized that, like Pinecone said, there's six years of these cutscenes. And of course, I could not handle the American voice actors because oh, yeah. like the whole game is cast like they sound like almost high schoolers or something like that, or that's how they're trying to talk. 2012 high schoolers trying to talk to you. And so I was like, just just put it in uh just uh dub it back. Give me the Japanese version, just so I don't have to hear it. It was bad. I recommend voice the Japanese acting in voices. Yakuza Like a Dragon is really fucking good. I don't know if you listen to the the American voices. I almost listened to them, but I right before the, I started the game, I googled it. I was like, no spoilers, but do any old characters show up? And they're like, yes. And I was like, okay, well I'm gonna listen to it in Japanese then, even though the uh, English voice acting is so fucking awesome. Because I cannot, I cannot fucking hear any of these. I can't do it. Like they, it, it can't be in English. The old school characters which spoiler alert i guess i don't know but i didn't say who shows up so all right so we talked about uh how we were just kind of grinding through the story this game is just like grinding the game from what i can tell because we were like when does the real gameplay start and the real gameplay seemed to be the events like anything else was just like gotta get in do our daily grinds you go up to one counter and you're like hey what do you need on the menu today boys and they're like i need 14 mega alligator scales and you're like okay and then you're like what levels have mega alligators in then you got to go over to another counter and see what levels have mega alligators they're like this one has mega alligators i'm like cool what's the highest level i can do that for because my character's already mega strong and they're like oh you could qualify for a level 38 mega alligator hunt in the swamp that also has sky dragons and big floaty crystals. And I'm like, all right, Nate, we're going to Sky Dragon Island. Make sure you pick up the wanted poster for the mega alligators. And he's like, which counter is the wanted poster counter? <laughs> oh my God, there's like 13 <laughs> counters. Like, they, you think we're fucking around, but it is the most counterintuitive. God, and the, the oh, counterintuitive. Bow, 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 bow. Get it? Counters? Was that a joke? I what thought it counter? was a joke. Oh, it wasn't a joke. I. <laughs> I made a pun on accident. Somebody shoot me for the love of God. There's so many there's so many different shops and like people to talk to in the hub world that fucking mean nothing. Like there's like a there's like a <laughs> an area where you level up your characters and you can change your levels around. I'm like, wow, this would be really cool if I fucking understood a, a single fucking thing that I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Like I think we were playing what character classes did we play in the original? Because I know in the new one I was playing a, a shooty shooty pow pow person. I remember yeah, that you're specifically. Like, you were like a gunner and uh What's the other shooter thing? Like Ranger. marksman, maybe? Ranger? That was it. Gunner and Ranger. The new one had a lot less classes. But, like, the whole time I played the new one, once I started kind of wrapping my head around what the fuck this even was, like, because you, when you download it, you get two separate fucking MMOs, essentially. And it's, like, one... It's, like, the way I rationalize it is, like, you know how Old School RuneScape is there that you can play? You can, get, you can log on to Old School RuneScape right now. The servers are still up. You can play, like, the fucking 15 years of Old School RuneScape. Or you can play new shitty doo-doo RuneScape that the fucking Fortnite kids are <laughs> dabbing in right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on in that game. But there's a there's way less content over there in the new game. And like there's shit that it that is in the old one that isn't there. It's like literally a direct comparison. Uh Fantasy Star Online 2 and, and RuneScape. I was gonna ask Morgan, but I think he answered my question at some point. What like his experience with MMOs were, because it's like when he was talking oh. about the tutorials, I was just like, man, he's just describing every MMO I've ever played besides RuneScape <laughs> because I don't know what it is. The the MMO I've spent the most time with for sure is Final Fantasy XIV, and they do a really good job of steeping you into what everything is slowly, you know, mm. maybe too slowly. Some people say it's way too slow and they want it to be sped up. They're actually adding in 
NPCs that can help you with the beginning first two story expansions so that you can just play them kind of like a solo content as like an extended 50 to 100 hour tutorial to understand how the MMO works. Yeah, it's a lot of dedication and work they're putting in. You won't be confused. I mean, maybe you'll be confused, but you won't be mystified like you might be when you play PSO2 with no guidance and you don't know what the hell anything is or what anything means. You know? Yeah. I, I like, really it's like, how do I heal myself? Me. And you're like, F- Nave, it's the mono mate. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, and that's the other thing with the Xbox controls. It's like, you got to use the mono mate, which means you need to like use the bumpers or something like that to move over to the item, then push in the left stick because that's the use item button. Oh my God. I forgot about the left stick. I just didn't use anything ever. I would just die. I'd, be, I'd just be <laughs> filming about to die. <laughs> You know what? You you didn't care because the game didn't make you care. So it's like they they failed basically in their design. I just I I also had this this seething hatred of MMOs. I don't know what it is, but I, I'll what, play yeah, them. I really want to do. But... Yeah. What about I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I want to do ESO. There's so many co-op games. Well, see, that this are is MMOs. the thing. All right, Final Fantasy fourteen is apparently really fucking good. Yeah. And it it and, and the, from what I've looked at, it looks like it plays like Final Fantasy twelve. Is that the one I'm thinking of? How does Final Fantasy XIV play? Because I definitely am interested. I wish it was on the Xbox, but I understand. Well, for starters, it's uh, on the PS4, you can use a controller. Mm. Uh, the directional pad and the face buttons are used as skills. And then to shift to another window of skills, you push L1, R1. So you have skills on top of skills. And you just yeah. push one tab yeah, yeah. to tab over. And it's really easy to get your head around, especially if you're playing a DPS class. It's really easy to understand. And I think it's probably one of the best, if not the best, controller scheme setups for an MMO. Oh, but you can also I, just plug your PC, your um, mouse and keyboard in, and it works like that, too. God, I'm so happy that mouse and keyboard supports, like, something that carried over. But it's, like, one thing that... Um, oh, fuck, what was I about to say? In the combat, whenever you're playing as a DPS class, is it one of those games where you literally just... You get into a fight, and you just go roll your thumbs across all of the skills at once and then tab roll your thumbs across all the skills just fucking using all the skills no there's like a rotation that you learn as you get more and more skills it's like attack attack skill two second wait to refresh all your skills followed by second attack skill like a combo to link followed by debuff buff you know there's it's it's a little bit more thoughtful you know what i mean when you get toward the end game you do have a set pattern that you begin to learn naturally so you know what you should be doing in certain situations. There's a little room for finesse. So it's not like mindless, you know? Yeah, and the other game that you mentioned, Philip, which which Elder Scrolls Online, uh, that's kind of just a fucking mod for, you know, Oblivion, it feels like. I don't know if you ever played Dude. that game. Or Skyrim. Me and Jana played it for a long time. We hit, ma- like, we reached legendary levels or whatever. Like, uh, you know in Destiny how they have, like, there's, like, max yeah, level the and then you start doing light levels? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we were in light levels for eso we had a lot of game time in which is sad because so, you're gonna have to play that on the xbox and i don't dude, think i know i'm over. already like when you first suggested we play eso i'm like no i can't do it like i put too much time into the pc i have my characters you have like heirlooms that like help your other characters too like i i can't restart from trash which honestly i was like yep that's fine i understand and then i just fucking erased it from my memory i was like yeah that's fine we don't have to play an mmo no. also well, uh, come Fallout back 76 around. I think we gotta do it yeah, well, oh. we gotta fucking pay attention to <laughs> these games are taking us a long time. It's kind of why we aren't talking about Elden Ring right now. I think y'all would be able to beat Fallout seventy six because it's like it's really not that deep, man. You just you go through it and you blast through that game. You know, you don't need to do too much about it. 
for the one thing I'm worried about is the our fucking issue right now, which I don't know if it's gonna apply to Fallout 76 necessarily, but it's definitely applied to Fallout 4 and Fallout 3 and Oblivion and Skyrim. Like so so far I think it probably will. But it's our Elden Ring problem where I literally cannot fucking focus on what we're supposed to do because I'm just constantly like like I'm like having dreams about Elden Ring like <laughs> of me. So <clears throat> Alright, so this is what's going on, listener. Because everyone here is aware of it. But we, me and Philip, are trying to beat as much of this game, like, together as possible. So we are not, like, progressing on purpose. Now, we're still exploring. So I've definitely explored a bunch of, like, little nook and crannies of this world. There's, like, a billion and 700,000 bosses in this fucking game. And there's a bunch of little dungeons that you can go to. And every time I see a cave, I'm like, I'm going to go in that cave and make sure it's not a dungeon. I poke my head in. I'm like... Yep, that's a dungeon. I'm just going to make a mental note of that oh, and no. <laughs> go about my fucking day. Yeah, and so Philip has since told me that you could put map markers on the map, but it's too late. I, I basically explored most of the world. And so I just have dreams of taking Philip to these caves and playing in the caves, like exploring. Like, I'm literally dreaming about Elden Ring. I go to work and I'm thinking, I'm like fucking plotting a course. I'm like, this is what I'm going to take Philip to first. I'm gonna take him to this fucking underwater area in the fucking south, uh, the southwest part of the lake area. There's like an under poison area. Gotta take him there. Then I gotta take him to this fucking cave over there. And we only do like one thing a fucking night. <laughs> like it, we just fucking wander around in these areas, just looking at shit, going, "That's pretty cool." I mean, I'm not sure your room. experiences with getting invaded, Morgan, but I am always getting That's what invaded. I was say. Yeah. We're no. always getting invaded. Yeah, there's a bunch of cheesy builds people are using. And there was a glitch where they could corrupt your save file. Thankfully, that just got patched out yesterday. So <laughs> oh, they well, fixed thank it. fucking God. What they I mean, were these doing, invaders seem trash, though. What yeah, we are hitting was, uh, the worst invaders. Well, you are playing on Xbox, which is the lowest population. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. The PC actually is the biggest population. This game really has shown oh, yeah. the PC is like a huge Souls hub now it's that's where the main souls community is these days now and you didn't I think i heard that on sacred souls yeah it's pretty nuts the pc numbers i was reading today five hundred thousand people concurrently playing elden ring at once that's a single Insane. player game to get yeah. those numbers that's near counter-strike numbers hell yeah man and, and then you got like halo infinite five six thousand players you know it's Oof. that's <laughs> rough stuff dude like that's well, crazy the game pass is done there's no new content poo poo on halo poo poo everyone's so mad at halo but i'm just like chilling bro honestly i, know, I mean like, i understand big team battle I, big team battle still doesn't work for me dog i mean that's oh, one no. of my, that's one of the areas where i'm like oh i'm kind of a little upset i literally still cannot play big team battle since at launch for the first like two months it was perfectly fine i cannot find a fucking game that stays that stays together in yeah. fucking xbox right now even when I tried to load in, it works sometimes, but then people start dropping out and then weird shit happens and it's like, okay, well, I guess I just don't get to... And for me, no. I'm a Social Slayer big team battle guy. So yeah, like... for sure. I love Social Slayer. I've been playing a ton of Fiesta, which is weird because I, I never gave a fuck about those game modes where you just have random weapons. Yeah. But I it's such a vibe, man. It's way more... Because the problem with the fucking game's systems, when I'm playing the game... I, when I'm playing by myself, I am fighting these fucking sweatiest people that have ever existed in a video game because my MMR is through the fucking roof, man. Yeah. And then whenever Philip joins, all of a sudden I can kill people. Like, I'm when I'm playing in fucking normal Slayer, 
uh, like, I'm finding people who are bobbing, fucking ducking, and sliding around corners and shit, and jumping. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. These guys are like, like, I'm fighting so many keyboard warriors. Like, it's like, God ranked is like a fucking mess for me right now too. But yeah, and as soon as Philip joins, all of a sudden like people are my skill level. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm dying, they're dying, it doesn't matter. And then when I play with my Call of Duty friends, I am going like 27 and three. Like I am the fucking sweaty dude in the fucking <laughs> lobby now, and I'm literally just drinking whiskey and vibing, man. It's like something has to change with that fucking MMR system. Yeah, that's why all of my friends list, who are all Halo diehards, all of them stop playing. I'm the only one that logs in and plays like Fiesta or some shit, but I can't get a, po a party together. So now when I play, even a social playlist turns into the sweatiest thing ever where I have to try my very hardest or we all lose. And it's a terrible feeling. You got to get in my, you got to get in our fucking dude, me and Philip, we play all the time. I mean, not since Elden Ring dropped, honestly, but me and yeah. Philip play all the time. As soon as we get Elden Ring behind us and we start doing our own things and single player and shit, we're, we're going to probably jump right back into Halo. You can honestly probably beat Elden Ring pretty quick because uh, if you just go to the Legacy Dungeons, you could probably, I think you, what level are you guys? You guys could probably, probably do we're, it. We're big now. I think I'm like, like 78. Saying, yeah, well, like, that's I'm the like... thing. So uh, it was either Defining Duke or Sacred Symbols, but they had a, a Patreon episode about Elden Ring recently. It was Sacred Symbols. They had a guy on who was like a YouTuber who did tutorials for the game. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Fighting Cowboy. But, was, is, yeah oh yeah yeah you so you you're you're in patreon for them too as well mm -hmm. so that's convenient uh but so you know what i'm gonna say so he basically is like going over like a rough outline he's like you need to level your vigor people are not leveling their vigor nearly enough back in the day in dark souls one two and three you get your vigor to like 20 25 30 that's fine in this game you need to get it to like 60 or 70 it's like by Whoa. the end of the game you're gonna be like a like like honestly by the end of the game you're gonna be like a level 150 160 and i was just like holy shit i'm like level so 70 high. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's why I started leveling my Vigor because of that guy. Because my Vigor was at 30, and I was like, that's going to be fine for the rest of the game, right? And I started leveling my Strength. And it's like, yeah, I think I, mean, I fucked up. I'm in some of the heaviest armor you can get in the game, and my uh, health is only at 40. And I just get two-shot. And it doesn't matter that I'm wearing the highest oh, defense God. stuff. I get two-shot with stuff. It's that funny you say that. So Have you seen the me. new Donkey video that just came out? Yeah, yeah. I almost watched video. it. I'm so scared to watch anything Elden Ring related. He's spoiled but everything. He's I have a video. Monologues. He does spoil God, a lot see, of I can't watch it. But I know. It's just yeah. so, like, he's, God, I love me some Donkey. It's so good. Yeah. Like, he says, like, he gets to the essence of the game. And, but then he talks about it and he's like, he gets really mad about the one shots because you see him with a giant mega health bar that's halfway across the screen. And then he gets caught in one attack by a boss i won't talk about and he is just dead and i'm like yeah i look at my health bar with my 21 vitality and i'm like or vigor it's vigor in this game i think right and I'm like, it's yeah, I, I don't even think vitality was i think vitality was like poison resistance and shit in the old dark souls games wasn't it I don't remember it like they they've changed it like each game vitality was health in dark souls 1 but in dark souls 3 vitality was carry equip weight rate carry equip okay. ratio Man, it's fuck from software. Game. I hate them so much. And people like, get upset like, every time. They're not souls, they're runes, they're not bonfires, they're grace. And I'm like, dude, they can't even get this shit straight in all of their fucking games. Like, they can literally copy paste it all across all of the fucking games and everyone will be fine, but they refuse. And I refuse to call them bonfires. Except I do say touch grace every time I find one. If, if y'all just stick to doing some legacy dungeons and then the sub dungeons, which you can also see on the map. You should level up a pretty good amount. 
uh, and then just do sporadically some little baby tier dungeons. I think you can do baby it. Baby dungeons. I think what Philip, first... what Philip he said he's going to do is he, I think he made a big fucking spreadsheet, Philip mm. Leza's spreadsheets. I think he made a spreadsheet of like bosses and where they're located, just generally. Oh, okay. Just not to fucking, because I don't want spoiler. I don't want to be really, I mean, if I get spoiled, I'm not going to fucking seppuku Art of War, Ash of War. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like Philip didn't want to spoil this either, so he's like, in this general area, there's a in a cave, there's a boss. This is his name, and he goes, "Nave, do you want to go this way?" And I go, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "All right, follow me." And I just follow him to the spot. But the whole time, Philip is just open to me going, "I'm gonna wander off," and I fucking wander off before we get there. And Philip was like, "Okay, I'm coming to you." And then we go on find some cool shit, like Morgan. Oh God, we're okay. We've talked about Elden Ring for like 15 minutes. So Fantasy Star. <laughs> Like this is for save it for the pod, everyone. Save it for the pod. All right. So, Nave, this game will nickel and dime you at every step. How did you feel about the constant ads to buy premium to get a house, to buy cosmetics, to buy experience passes that they were also gifting you at the same time, but they were they were different from the premium experience passes, which you could stack on top of each other or something like that. I don't know, the marketing was weird. I didn't care. It's just, if you've ever played a Japanese mobile gacha game, it's the same. If you've ever played an MMO, it's kind of the same. Like, I don't know how most MMOs are, but uh, RuneScape, whenever you first log in, always beats you over the face with getting a membership and stuff. Honestly, RuneScape membership is fucking worth it <laughs> if you're going to play that game. <laughs> oh RuneScape is tight. I just want to play it, RuneScape. Is it a RuneScape ad? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's where I'm. that's my vision I'm looking at this game through. Honestly, because I mean, I played World of Warcraft, but I got drugged through the game with, from William. I didn't experience fucking anything. I played Fantasy Star Universe, but it was mostly just to fuck around with my friends whenever they were too upset to play Halo, uh, or or if my Xbox Live Gold was out, which was pretty often because I was a poor boy. But uh, I mean, they don't call me Nay for no reason. Yeah, Fantasy Star uh, Online Two. It was kind of like my first real look at kind of a modern MMO. I mean, at least the newer area. And everything was just kind of, I mean, I expected it all. Like, I i was never, like, disappointed. I'm like, this is egregious. And I'm like, this is about exactly how much fucking annoyingness I thought was going to come from this game. From an MMO specifically. Like a free-to-play MMO. Yeah, that sounds about right. And with that, does anyone have any more discussion points before we head to our break? I guess, uh, uh, I, I, guess I just want to, to make it clear... Maybe there was something really cool that a lot of people could have latched onto for Fantasy Star Online 2 here in America specifically. I know it has a really big following in Japan, but I think it was um, an issue of timing, an issue of management, and an issue of coming out just a little bit too late. It's not really relevant anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a huge deal whenever it got announced. I remember it was like E3 on Xbox this stage, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah. holy fuck. Like, we've had William, like, did you tell the story of William trying to get us to fucking play that game in Japanese, like, six no, years ago? I did play it with him. And it wasn't oh, six years ago. Play? It was oh, I told ten him to years ago, himself. you know? Oh, my God. Time. <laughs> time is, uh, ha- time is lapsing. And I complained how I still get the emails from the Japanese, like, in Japanese, and I can't unsubscribe <laughs> from them. And they just keep from sending the to me. Japanese. Damn them. <laughs> oh, no, it's from Sega. For the Sega studio that uh, developed the game, I'm sure, or whoever their PR studio currently is. I assume they have an in-house, but they send me emails once a week announcing the new anime cat ears that you can now get for only however many monies that is. I can't tell. So yeah, let's take a break and we'll do our uh, final words on the series. And we're back. Fantasy Star Online 2. 
a game with a odd title because it is a online fantasy star. Okay, I was thinking about universe for a second, it, but okay, this game has a fantastic universe around it. I actually really loved it for in universe because you have like the beast race, which we didn't even talk about the in-game lore or anything. Like we just breezed right past that in our review. But it has like beast race. You have the cast, which are human robot AI things. I'm not even sure in-game lore where they are, but they can transform into giant guns. The beast, they can transform into giant beast monsters pretty much. I don't know if they were in Fanstar Online too. I didn't really look at them. They have the elf aliens, which are like Newmans. And then they have humans. If you have no imagination, you can play as a human. You have lightsabers. You have laser whips. I think you even had like laser boomerangs. If you were really into that laser samurai swords. If you're from down under. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi fantasy hybrid in space while you're fighting like evil space aliens or something. I'm not even sure what the game's about, but when me and Nate were playing it, I was having a lot of fun traveling to all the different planets, smashing up the aliens, getting them items, going back, grinding my weapons, dealing with the normal the normal harassment of me trying trying to get me to buy premium to get cat ears to increase my bag space so I don't have to go to storage and sell crap after every game or every run or whatever. That was so annoying, but I mean, that's a free game for you. I really would recommend this game to someone that needs a free game that they want to play with their friend. You need the storage space. You need a solid internet connection. I had a good time. Am I going to ever go back and play it? Honestly, no. I don't think I'm ever going to reinstall this game and play it. This game is dead to me. But someone else, (laughs) this might be exactly what you're looking for. If you're not interested in any of the other anime online games like Black Desert or what other anime online MMOs are there? Final, Final Fantasy 14. Final Fantasy 14 is a big one. Okay, yeah, actually, probably go play Final Fantasy 14. You'll have a better time. You'll probably get a lot it, more. Uh, what I was thinking was like, the, like all of these MMOs. It's like, what does this? What out of all the MMOs? Yeah, what does what's this special? Bring? It's like the, it's a specific flavor where, like you said, I didn't think about the aesthetic of the game too much, but you're right. This aesthetic is incredibly unique. The only game that kind of like vaguely reminds me of is uh, Star Ocean, and honestly, we uh, talked about that too. Are, I don't really like those games. They're really boring. I'm sorry for my JRPG fans out there. But um, yeah, like Final Fantasy XIV has its own anime cat girl aesthetic. But I mean, like it's bunny girl in that game, isn't it? Um, hey, cat girl. So, oh, there's cat girls too. Oh, fucking fantastic. Well, there's no reason to pl- never mind. There's no reason to play Fantasy Star anymore. But yeah, the uh, the game itself is more like medieval. You're talking about Elder Scrolls as medieval, but it's got a completely different combat system. You know, Fallout the same way. You have RuneScape, which is medieval, but it's a top down. And it's it's a very isolated kind of experience. It's not a whole lot. Like there are multiplayer modes, but like you're gonna spend a lot of time cutting down used, my friend. If you want, if you want money, like um like World of Warcraft has this like mystical kind of fucking feel to it. And like it really like in any of these MMOs, it's a huge time investment. Would I tell someone to invest time in Fantasy Star? I don't think so. But that's coming from somebody who doesn't really like MMOs, and I think at this point, if you're if you've been listening for at least half of our podcast's runtime, you already knew that I was going to have like a negative slant to this game because I was co- I've constantly bitched about World of Warcraft and shit. It's good to know who your review is coming from, anyways. So, and I'm pretty honest about that. Dang, Dave, that might be your best final words you've had on a game. <laughs> oh, was that my final words? I don't know. Was it your final words? Do you have more to say? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know how we even got to that. 
Oh, I think I was replying to you, so no, I don't think so. I think I cut you off. Oh, well, uh, to round Let's it out... Let's just keep that there. Yeah, probably uh, go play Final Fantasy XIV. You probably have a better time, unless you just really like space. Unless you're an Xbox diehard and you refuse to buy a PS4. Yeah, that's you. All right, Morgan, final words. Put the nail in this coffin. Um, if you really don't have a whole lot to do and you've got 90 gigs free, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's a terrible time. You can go in and see some anime girls and listen to some cool music. You know, it's kind of like disposable, you know? It's like yeah. uh, listening yeah. to an album that's not so great, but you kind of like it. And it's like, yeah, this reminds me of a different time. Uh, now I close the book on it. Now we move on, you know? Yeah, it's not such a bad thing. It's free after all. They might have fucked the game up when New Genesis came out, but you can still... I mean, there's an appreciable decline in quality now, but you can still get the idea of what it was supposed to be, even if it has really nothing to do with any of the old Final, you know, Fantasy Star <laughs> games. Now I'm like, is there any fucking market for this? Because you're like, if you're an Xbox diehard that refuses to buy a PS4, I'm like, but if you're an Xbox diehard, you have Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. all of those games too. It's like, mm. it's like if you're an Plus, Xbox diehard that can't afford Game Pass somehow, but you have a Series X or like an Xbox One, even it's like, mm, I don't if know. You're a lot of the so, weebs are already in the PlayStation camp for all the excellent Japanese games that are over on the Sony system. Oh, if absolutely, they, dude. My PlayStation is my weeb machine. If they brought this to PS4, it would be a huge hit, for sure. Which honestly, they should. I I fucking don't like like I like just as much as I don't like Final Fantasy fourteen being just over there on the Sony ecosystem. I don't like Fantasy Star being just over here on the Xbox ecosystem. But to be honest, it's like I don't know about the. I think it's just money over there on the Sony side. You know, with Final Fantasy seven remake still not fucking on the Xbox. It's like I'm pretty sure the Xbox paid money to help localize this game. I think yeah, that's why actually, this game is over. That's what we were talking <laughs> about earlier. He gave Sega a whole history report on it. Sega oh, shit, did yeah. not have the infrastructure to do it. They couldn't do it. it. It had to be funded by Microsoft. It's using the um, Azure servers, as they call them. So oh, yeah. without Microsoft, they wouldn't even be over here to begin with. You know, You know, was... I was going to listen, re-listen to this episode, and I was going to skip the parts I wasn't in and go straight oh, to where I was. But God. now I'm going to listen to the beginning. You jerk. <laughs> you dirtbag. <laughs> what are you, Sarge from Red vs. Blue? I've been watching Red vs. <laughs> oh, Blue recently. Such a jerk. And it's so And with that, I want to thank Morgan, the Intergalactic Pinecone, for joining us today with our uh, extra long episode, maybe? I'm, I'm really curious to see the editing job on this. I'll make it work. I'll probably just splice them together and call it good. Nice. We're actually pretty good at this at this point. Like, we have, we've have, we had so many fuck-ups. Yeah, okay, says so the guy that doesn't kind of show up on time. I was asleep. I'm sorry. Oh I, my, my phone is my phone is, my phone is perpetually on silent because otherwise my fucking phone would be going off every 10 seconds last episode you're like oh i always pick up Nave's fucking phone going off too <laughs> and that, i'm like all right well i guess my phone's on silent i didn't think i was gonna i went to sleep okay so i went to sleep at like five in the morning and i woke up at like noon so i definitely didn't and i woke up a little hungover but i was hungry i went back to sleep at like 1 p.m whenever my friend left and then I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to sleep for, like, fucking five hours, right? And then I did, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. All right, Pinecone, where can they find you? Twitch.tv slash Pinecone, or just go to YouTube, type in Pinecone if you want to catch highlights, discussions, uh, little shorter form versions of the stream. I know not everybody's got time for any of that. Where's yeah, your bird? Who has time? Oh, my bird's in the other room with my fiance. So that she would be loud. behind you before? Yeah, it was right there. Okay. I was like, am I fucking tripping balls? 
Yeah, the bird was right there in that giant empty space. I just hey, have this pair named Wilson. Week? Oh, no, we're not doing bird talk <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? This. All right, save it for the next pod. Next week, man, I, I really hope we're going to talk about Elden Ring because, I mean, and bird talk. I got a lot to say about it. In bird talk, yeah. I mean, there are birds in Elden Ring. This there That are. video I linked to you, they, they're this dude. It, well, this is on tw- number twenty-two on trending apparently. Like somebody, like uh, two people linked me the same video on Discord. I was like, oh shit, look at this. Well, they go on like a rant, like fifteen minutes into that video. They're like, there are so many eagles in this fucking wor- in this universe. Every rock has five <laughs> eagles like perched on it. They're like, I would rather be reincarnated as a toilet brush than be re- reincarnated as a squirrel in this fucking world. <laughs> like, it's gotta be like a hellscape for these guys. They're just scanning the fucking horizon like the eye of sauron for a fucking mouse and ring. with that dear co-op partners thanks for joining us this week maybe next week we can all put on our cat girl ears together or wake up on time to record you can say bye peace out bye